So we want to do this Joe Rogan style? Are we live? Are we live now? <laughs> we're, we're rolling? We're, we're live, man. We're rolling. So. Great. Hey, what's up? Um, everybody, James here with uh, David Lee Scott, the third DLS wow, you Deluxe. Put, you put my whole name out there. Yeah, man. Put it, put it all out there. My whole. <laughs> big, Great. big Strong Dave. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Now. Big Strong Dave to, is good. It used to just be Big Dave. Yeah, Big Dave, right? But now, now, now you got a new, uh, a new nickname. I was big, but not strong. But now you're strong. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> and you got strong by doing what we're about to talk about, man. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk about basic seven, and um, engaging in basic seven is uh, really a program for uh, mental toughness, discipline, really discovering the more that you were made for, finding yeah. out the stuff that's already in you, pulling that out. And becoming the person God has called you to be, right? And yeah. this is something even for people who maybe don't believe in God, who aren't Christians, uh, they can still do this and uh, become better on the other side. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, Basic 7 and what it is, and um, let's dive into it. Sweet. Do you want to Do you want to start by saying what those are and then go into the why? Or yeah. do you want to just jump right into... Yeah, so so I want to talk about the why, and then we'll go into what, okay. what exactly Basic Seven is. Good so, uh, you know, James, Jesus' brother, uh, wrote this in James chapter two, verse fourteen. He says, well, "What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, all right, goodbye, <laughs> have a good day, stay warm, <laughs> eat well.'" But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It's dead and useless. Mm. Now, someone may argue, well, some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. Mm, That's good stuff. Yeah, and so essentially what he's saying is like, hey, your, your faith needs to work. Right. Like, if you have a faith, that should lead to doing some things. Right. Uh, Jesus said this in John 14, 15, if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. Man, that's the message version too, so that's even like paraphrase. Yeah. Like, do what I say. Do what I say. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so often we, we find ourselves coming up short in life, I think, um, we have a vision of where we could be, where we should be, where we hope to be, where we desire to be, but we aren't there. Right. there there's a gap. And, and the question is why? Uh, it's because there are obstacles, there's blocks in our path that uh, get, um, get in our way. And these obstacles and these blocks in our path are really placed there by ourselves. Yeah. Like we sabotage ourselves. Uh, we know where we want to be, but we often choose the path of the path of least resistance, uh, the the place of comfort, and then we wonder how come we're not there. Yeah. And so, like I've seen this over and over again in my life. I've I've heard it several times in people's lives as they come for for counseling and things like that. And because of that, we've developed a value in our church. Uh, like one of the ways that we operate is we we call it the journey way. Yeah. And one of the values that we have in the journey way is that we be what we want to see. Yeah. And so if I want that in my life, then I need to do that thing and I'll become who I want to be. So I love this value that we have. We be what we want to see because it combines two things that that you and I have talked about. And we've talked about this with other men too. Yeah. Is that so often I think uh, people say, 
I want, right? Like I want this, I want this. I want a job where I don't have to go in on Sundays. I want to lose weight. I want to build muscle. And, and we hear that a lot. And those are good things to want. Yeah. But what isn't followed by the want is an actual action, right? Yeah. So we be, we have to do, there's something there, what we want to see. So if I want something, I have to actually do something or yeah. I don't want it. Yeah. Like I'm just saying a nice thing that people are going to say, oh yeah, that's great. I, that, that's awesome that you want that. Good for you. But if there's no action, it's like, you, you don't want that. You don't really want it. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we, it's like, I want the six pack abs. Okay, yeah. awesome. Watch what you eat. Go to the gym. Do some cardio. Do some crunches. I don't want it that bad. But I just want it though. <laughs> Right. I just want it. It would be nice to have. I, I, that, that guy looks good. Yeah. And then when we don't have it, we complain and, oh, uh, 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 it's other right. people. They have it better than me and, and stuff like that. And then we can become victims yeah. and we stay stuck where we are. Yeah. And we don't want that. We nope. want for people to move beyond that to discover the more that they were made for. Mm, that's good. And, um, you know, the, the faith that we have is all about grace. Like mm. the Christian faith is all about grace. And grace is getting the opposite of what we deserve. Grace is what sets Christianity apart from every world religion uh, where you have to work to gain God's favor. But Christianity, in Christianity, God freely gives us his favor and his love as a gift, even though we don't deserve it. Right. And, and that's grace. It's getting the opposite of what we deserve. But in this faith, there's also discipline. Yeah. Like the scriptures talk about God disciplines those whom he loves mm. and discipline is correction it, discipline is guidelines discipline right. is um here's a constraint that i'm setting so that you don't go out of these bounds and the reason why i'm setting these constraints and these guidelines is because i love you and care for you and i want right. what's best for you which is crazy because some people will like outside of the faith right or uh, people that are new to church, they push back on this a little bit. Like, why would a loving God do A, B, and C? And it's like, but, you know, we, we never ask that question about like, well, why do you correct your kids? Yeah. You know, because you love them. You want the best yeah. for them. And so there are things that you know, hey, you can do that. That's it's not fine, but you can do that, right? But you go outside of these guidelines and your life's not going to look the way that, that it could look. Right. Right. Or that maybe that you want it to look. So follow these guidelines and stay in these boundaries. Not because I don't want you to have fun. You can have fun within those boundaries and you can live your life to the fullest. But there's there's some safety there, right? And so we, we want we want people to stay in those boundaries and those guidelines because we care about them, we love them, and that's what God wants for them too. Yeah. And even though being in those dis being in those boundaries and guidelines at the time doesn't seem pleasant. It's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. <laughs> but they emerge better on the other side. Right. Ask any child that was spanked as a kid. Yes. It wasn't fun. No, not at all. <laughs> but hopefully you emerge better on the uh, other side. I'm glad that I was disciplined. I yeah. needed it too. Yeah. So yeah. I, I did, and, I did and some things. Some kids need that. Not all kids. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. Spank. Cool. So, if not, <laughs> that's cool too. No worries. And, and the thing is like for us as people, we um, flirt with what's easy and comfortable and convenient yeah and it's our tendency to throw off discipline to cast off restraint actually the scriptures say that proverbs 29:18 it says uh, where there's no revelation or no vision people cast off restraint but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction and so the idea is this 
when I have a vision, when I have revelation mm. of where I'm headed and what I want for my life, I'll put on restraint or discipline. Yeah. And so again, going back to the six pack abs, if I have this vision, I'm going to get six pack abs because summer's coming. I'm going to look good with my shirt off, all that. Then I'm going to restrain myself from drinking, which by the way, we're enjoying a nice old fashioned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Highly recommend it, except for when we're on we're this enjoying this that now we're talking about. Yeah. Because coming up, and you'll hear why. Uh, this this won't be something we enjoy right. for a when we bit. engage in basic seven. None of this, yeah. But when I get a vision for six pack abs, I'm going to restrain myself from drinking. I, I'm going to not get dessert right. because I got a vision. I'm going to put on restraint when I have a vision for financial freedom. Mm. Then I'm going to put on restraint. I'm going to discipline myself yeah. to create a budget and to live by it. See, yeah. I'm restraining myself uh, because I have. A vision. I practice self-control because I want to achieve what I see. Right. And so often, I think what happens is uh, we live visionless, and so we live aimless. Uh, where what happens is we show up to life and we let life happen to us, and we become products of our circumstances. And it's it's a slow, gradual path where we plot along, and we become somebody that we don't want to be. Right. And, and then we get to a certain point where we don't want to be at. And then we look in the mirror and we think, oh my goodness, how did I get like this? Yeah. When we're 20 pounds overweight or whatever, we, we, we get to where we don't want to be. And we wonder why our, our relationship with our spouse feels more like we're roommates than lovers. Like, how did we ever get there? Because when we, when we stood up front during our ceremony or, or whatever it was, and we got married, we never had the vision that our marriage would look like roommates. Right. But we're here now. How did yeah. that happen? It's a slow, gradual path that got us there. Uh, or, or we get to a place where we look at uh, years past and the job that we had. And we're like, I, I didn't receive any joy from this job. But it, that was, it was it. It was just a J-O-B. It was right. so I could pay bills. And then we look back and we wonder, where did all the years go? Why did I waste my life and all yeah. that? And it's because we live with no vision. We yeah. live aimless. However, if we have a vision this is what I want to do in my career, mm -hmm. then we'll put on restraint and go back to school or we'll put on restraint and we'll uh, work extra outside of our normal job yeah. so that we can build up clientele or so that we can start the business. Or the, so that, Why? Because we got a vision. Yeah. And, and so what Basic 7 really is about is about having a vision for our life and because we have that vision, we're going to put on restraint. We're going to do some difficult things to get the thing we hope for yeah. and desire. Yeah. And I think some of those things too, like you mentioned that we're going to do some difficult things. I think some of them can be difficult, right? Like starting something new is always difficult. Yeah. But if we look at this list of things that we're going to do, these seven principles, these seven actions that we're going to put into right. place, if you really look at those, I, I wonder if they're actually difficult they're not or if we're just like i'm not doing it so i'm gonna just say it's difficult you know what i'm saying like yeah so like one of the things uh is you know to wake up before the sun right yeah and we're gonna get into all those but that's not actually that difficult it's not it's not hard it's no. it, it could be uncomfortable especially if you're used to waking up at 10 Hopefully you're not. And that's when it's difficult. Right. When you're used to waking up late. Yeah. You have to put some new things in place yep. to get what you want, to be what you want to see. Yeah. Right. And so getting up before the sun, it, it sounds hard. 
uh, but it's 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 not hard. See, for the person who's already doing this, it's not difficult. Right, which is me. For the right, so it's not, so it's not <laughs> it's difficult not for you because you're waking up at five in the morning, four thirty in the morning, something like that. Yeah. Five right now, maybe earlier. Right, but I remember there was a time in my life where waking up before the sun, I would hear that, and I'd be like, "No way, oh, that's Lord. impossible." Because if God wanted us to wake up that early, why would He put that time twice in a day? There's yeah. already a five thirty, and I get to see that later in the day. <laughs> you know. Um, but I was making excuses. Yeah. Ultimately, there was something that uh, was presented before me, and I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. And so I came up with all kinds of excuses. That's hard. That's difficult. I can't because all that stuff. And really, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> a little Chris D'Elia for you. At the end of the day. Uh, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, it comes down to not a can't, but a won't. Mm, that's, yeah, that's you the key. Know? Right. And so all the things that we're going to talk about are things that can be done by the majority of people. Yeah. And if somebody looks at this and says, I can't do that, like seven times out of ten. I'm going to say seven because there are some things that might prevent somebody, physical disability or something like that. I don't know. Sure. Where they can't do it. But the majority of people can totally do this. And it's changing mm. our mindset from can't to won't. won't. And then if it's like, I'm, I'm not going to do that, just own that and say, right. oh, I'm not going to do that. Just say it. I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Don't, don't blame outside excuses or anything like that. You know, Because that's what we often do in our life. Yeah. We get where we are and we stay stuck. And instead of taking ownership of it, we blame those people, this circumstance, my upbringing, my past, whatever it is. And what we're trying to do is break free from that to become somebody we long to be. Right. And that's what that's what this really uh, is all about. And what motivates somebody to say, okay, I'm sticking with it. I'm yeah. going all in. Is to have that sick and tired moment mm. where they're just like, like, like I had this moment years ago where I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. Right. And I was like, I'm changing it. Yeah. I'm going to the gym. I'm getting on a diet. Uh, and I've had that moment several times <laughs> in my life. So have I. I'm right there with you. Like, I'm feeling that way even now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited for what we're about to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, th- th- that's why my wife and I started doing Whole30. Right. Uh, that's why we did 75 Hard. That's why I started going back to the gym years ago because I looked in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. Right. But when somebody has that sick and tired moment where they say, that's it, I'm not going to live this way anymore, that's what motivates them to finally make the move that they need to make. When when they look at our mar- at, at their marriage and they say, this is not what I dreamed of, yeah. we're going to counseling. And um, it, it, it's when somebody looks at their finances and they say, we make too much money. To be this broke, right? Like we need to get on a plan. We need to do something differently. It's when you look at the state of your household and you say, "Dear God, these kids are running me." Yeah. Like this is not how it's supposed to be. Something's got to change. Yeah, that you say something has got to change. Yeah. And then a drastic change happens, and that's what we're looking for in this program. And my guess is the majority of people listening to this can look at some areas in their life and say. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. Like, again, it's about discovering the more you were made for. And it's like, am I truly living in all that I was made for? And most of the time, the answer is no, because we settle for less than God's best. Right. 
Because because we choose comfort, we choose mm-hmm. convenience, we choose the easy way. And so what we're gonna do in this in this program is we're gonna choose what's hard. Right. Um, and again, it's hard because it's new. Right. But at the end of this, like as people really engage in this and make this part of their lifestyle, I think they'll say. Oh, it wasn't that hard. Like it yeah. wasn't as hard as I thought it was because it's become new habits and new disciplines yeah. in their life. And I think with some of this stuff too, it's similar to uh, some of the conversations that you've had, some of the conversations I've had with people that uh, have left the church and then later on they come back and they're like, man, I'm so glad that I came back. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. But I've never heard anybody say, man, I'm really glad uh, that, I, that I left. But I have heard a ton of people say, I'm really uh glad i came back yeah i'm glad i came back uh, maybe those people i just haven't met yet but but once they come back and they realize oh man i need to be a part of this community and there was something that was missing there was this to use a cliche term this god-shaped hole in my heart that just nothing else seemed to fit but they come back to church they get plugged in and then they say oh man i'm really i'm really glad that i was here today i'm really glad i came back yeah i'd be willing to bet that after people do this program and after they engage in basic seven they're gonna say oh you know what i'm really glad yeah that i did that i don't think anybody that does this or tries to do it or any of that stuff is gonna say you know what i stuck with it for all seven whatever and uh yeah. this was awful nobody's this gonna was regret horrible it. for yeah. me <laughs> Because if you think yeah. that, you're not going to make it through the whole thing anyways. Right. But if you put all these things into practice and you go through the whole program and you do it, no no cheating, yeah, no, no grace, cheating. no yeah. cutting any of the right. stuff, but you say, these are the things I'm going to do. When you look back and you complete it and you say, I am so glad I did this because I learned whatever about myself yeah. or I've built up a new habit or I've grown closer in my relationship with God, with people around me. I'm healthier than I was. I'm more disciplined than I was. Yeah. All of these things are possible through doing this thing. Yeah. I just I just think that people are going to get so much more out of it than they realize. And it can sound daunting when they start, but just with the end in mind, right? Yeah. Thinking of the end in mind and then being able to say, man, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I jumped in with both feet and I, yeah. and I put this into place. And this is a mental toughness and discipline program. Mm. This is a habit-forming program. Yeah. Now you're going to see other benefits. You're going to see a physical change. Uh, you're going to see uh, a mental change, an emotional change, a spiritual change uh, in your life and yeah. engaging in this. But this really is mental toughness and discipline and helping people discover that they are capable of more right. than what they think yeah. they are. And the, another thing about this too is you can't try this. No. You, you can't go into this and be like, oh, okay, I'll give it a shot. You're going to fail. <laughs> like if you're going to give it a shot, if you're going to try it, just don't even do it. You got to like, have the Yoda mentality, right? Yoda mentality, Do man. or do not. There is no try. Yeah, that's it. And, and that's also why we often suck at life because we try mm-hmm. various things. No, we just need to go say, I'm doing this. Right. We need to resolve in our heart, resolve in our mind, resolve in our spirit and our soul I am seeing this through. Yeah. Not going to try it. And so, and, and there was something else that you said. Um, uh, it was really good. And I don't know what it is now. Mm. It's because I mentioned Yoda. That was it, man. It just blew, you it off. blew me away. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was talking about looking back and saying like, nobody's going to say like, oh man, this, this was awful. Right. Like I'm going to regret that. Yeah. Like people are going to emerge on this. Uh, on the other side of this better right. than when they started. And be grateful, I think, that they went through and put the work in. Yeah, so. definitely. So you can't try this. You mm-hmm. got to go all in. If you're going to try it, you're going to fail. Right. 
Um, and then, oh, no cheating. No, because we do this in life, right? We cheat, we compromise, we make excuses. And, and, and so this really is a no grace program. Right. So again, our faith is based on grace, but this program is no grace. Here, here's why. Because we default to grace. Often we give ourselves a pass. Um, we, and it's okay to have dessert. It's fine. Uh, but then that leads to, I'm gonna have dessert the next night or right. the next night, or it's fine for me to have a drink tonight, but then it leads to two. And then it leads to, you know, there's nothing really bad. And what happens is we give ourselves grace and we make excuses and we give ourselves a pass. And what this program is going to do is it's going to say, no, no passes, no excuses. No, because that's not what we struggle with. Right. We don't, we, in some instances in life, maybe a person struggles with giving themselves grace for their past or their mistakes or mess-ups or hang-ups or mm. whatever. And so, and so I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about our habits, our disciplines, our lifestyle. Uh, like nobody eats that extra piece of cheesecake or drinks that other glass of wine and they're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe I did that. They're right. like... Ah, it's not a big deal. I had a long week or yeah. I had a long day or it's whatever fine. it is. That that's what I'm talking about when I say give ourselves grace, right? right? Um so we don't have difficulty giving ourselves grace in those areas, but when it comes to doing the hard thing, yeah. embracing the suck, doing the difficult thing, the challenging thing, that's where we often fall short. Right. Because again, we choose the path of least resistance. We're like electricity. We choose a path of, of, of a little bit of science there for I, you. I didn't know that. <laughs> there you go. It's so, true. You, I, can, you can Google it. It chooses I believe the path you. of least resistance. <laughs> but um, So this program is designed, so we need grace. But for seven weeks, when it comes to these seven things, right. we're not going to give ourselves it's grace. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. And so with this program, because it's all or nothing, if you don't complete something when you're supposed to complete it, you start back over. Oh, man. That's it. And that's motivation. Because if I know that I don't have to start back over, then I can cheat on my diet a little bit. And, you know, I'll do better next time. Right. But... What that leads to is, oh, I'm going to cheat on my diet again. And yep. I'm going to cheat. And then we fall back into the same habits that we're currently living in. No discipline. So this is about creating new habits, developing discipline, and uh, creating a mental toughness that's already in you. Yeah. Because with all this too, all the things that we're going to see on the other side of basic seven mm -hmm. are things that people already have in them. Yeah. This mines that out of them. It pulls out that potential so they can see, oh, like we're not creating anything new here. Yeah. We're just tapping into what people already have. But to do that, we got to drill down. Right. Drilling down is difficult. It's hard. And so there's no grace. Right. In this. So if you do a 30-minute workout instead of 45-minute workout, you start back over from start day from one. the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's good motivation to see it through. And that's one of the problems we have in life. Right. Seeing things, things through. through. Yeah. Yeah. Sticking to our word, being people of integrity. This teaches us to do that. I said I was going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. see this in your job. Well, maybe not you. I don't know. But yeah. for most people that are listening to this, like people see it in their job all the time. Somebody says they're going to follow through with something. Yes. It doesn't happen. <laughs> Someone says, hey, I'm going to send you that email about such and such file. And then you're sitting there waiting. 
and, and you keep waiting. And are you talking about me? No, <laughs> I'm just saying you in general. Anyone hey, who's listening to this, the dog who gets so. hit, right? Yeah, you throw a shoe out. The dog that barks, they're the ones that got hit. Yep. I'm not barking. Okay, don't bark. Yeah, it's not about you. (laughs) (laughs) I work for the government, so I'm waiting all the time. Yeah. So, oops, put that on a podcast. Um, But yeah, it's it's just, you see this all the time. And so we want to get past that and go beyond that and be better than that. And I love what you said too. Like, anybody that's listening to this can do this program. Yeah. We've talked about a couple of things where it could be hard, it could be difficult, maybe it is, and maybe some people are doing some of these things already, you know, you just have a few things to add to your daily regimen. But we believe that anybody can do these things. And so if you're somebody who's listening to this, or you're showing up at church and you're hearing about this, and you're like, "Ah, I'm not sure, we're talking to you. Yeah. You can do this. We believe that you can do this. You have the ability to do it. You just have to step into something that is potentially uncomfortable because it's not about can't. It's about will or won't. Won't. Right? And it could be hard, maybe. But, you know, when I think of hard, I think of people that have cancer. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. I don't know what that's like. Uh, I don't know anybody that... Well, actually, I do know somebody that went through cancer, and it was very difficult for them. Uh, I don't know anybody currently, but I would imagine if I had cancer, that I'd be like... If someone was like, hey, waking up before the sun is hard, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's hard. (laughs) I have cancer. That's <laughs> yeah. hard. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to downplay it, right? I'm right. saying like there, there are things in this life that are hard. What you're talking about Waking is perspective. Waking up before the sun yeah. is not hard. No. Doing a 45-minute exercise a day is not hard. Because no. that could be anything. You could do shoulder lifts for 45 minutes. You could and, do a walk. And you know, even before this, I was thinking, I don't know if everybody can do this. Like if somebody's incapacitated or wheelchair bound or something. But even somebody in a wheelchair can do arm curls. I watched a documentary yesterday, and it was a guy who was in the Mr. Olympia championships in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like... And- that's bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Olympia, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. bodybuilding. Same competition, yeah. but he's in a wheelchair and he was like stoked to place fourth. Yeah. Fourth in he Mr. Was, Olympia? He was fourth. Wow. In a wheelchair, bro. Well, I mean, they have like the wheelchair division. Sure. Oh, what I'm right, saying right, is like, right. okay, they, yeah. they can do that. Yeah. I didn't even know you that. You didn't watch a the documentary. Yeah, I, watched, no, I didn't, I didn't see either. It. I saw it yesterday. So, but like, but what you're talking about is perspective. Yeah. Like I've seen, I mean, there's a guy, he has no arms, no legs. He's a motivational speaker. Oh, yeah, he I does, know. yeah, yeah, that guy. There's all kinds of stuff. I, I saw, yeah, I, I saw a thing like a guy who was a wrestler and he was like a championship, like uh, amateur wrestler and um, no arms or legs. And so, so as I was thinking about this program, I was like, you know what? I'll, I, so I said seven out of 10 people, I think probably nine out of 10 people. I think if you're not in a coma, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, there is a way to to complete these things and make it happen. Yeah. Um, And what we're talking about is perspective again, because when I line up my life and I okay, so oftentimes when we compare, we compare up. Yeah. Well, I'm poor because these people have more money than. But what about? All the people who have less than you, they would look at you and say, you're rich. Right. It's perspective. Yeah. We always compare up. Well, I can't because, and we think about other people who are more gifted than we are, talented than we are, whatever it is, and that's why I can't. But there's people below you who are like, and still getting it done. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah. so they're still making it happen. Yeah. So we just want to move beyond that and shift our perspective Hard, like you said, is 
the person battling cancer. Hard, like you said, is, uh, I mean, the single mom who's working three jobs trying to make ends meet. But even then, there are people who I would bet if this became a priority for them, they would say, I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it really is about your grit. And this develops grit. Mm -hmm. Grit, will, determination, building habits. So all the all the excuses out the window. And and for the person who says, I can't do this, right. that's the person who needs to do this. Yep. Because in doing this, they're gonna find what they're looking for. You're gonna find that you're a lot stronger than you think you are. Yeah, that's it, man. Yep. And so in this program, uh, we're doing this program by the book. I mentioned it's graceless. There's no grace, there's no past, there's no second chance, anything. It's like you either do it or you don't, and right. if you don't, you start back over. And so there's that. There's also no modifications to this. So it's not looking at the seven different things and saying, oh, well, maybe I can modify this. Or instead of a 30 or 45-minute workout, maybe I can do a 20-minute workout. Or, or instead of waking up before the sun, how about I just spend time with God at any point? Mm. Or um, maybe I can have alcohol like on special occasions. And right. No, there's no modifications to this. And the reason for that, is because life doesn't work that way. Right. That's why we stay stuck. Yeah. Because we're looking to compromise. We're looking for a change. We're looking for a modification. We're looking for things to fit into our life. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to make our life fit into this. And that's what's going to produce the discipline, the mental toughness, and help us see that we're capable of way more than we thought we could. So there's no modifications. There's no... There's no cheat days on your diet. There's no, uh, I don't know, like, there, there's, there's no modification. You can't be kind to yourself. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, do a random act of kindness. Yeah. I was kind to myself and wrote myself a love letter. Following no. a random person on Instagram is not meeting somebody. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I found this account. In person, you got to meet somebody. So there is no there is no modification to this. Mm. So um, and and here's the other thing too. And I, and I want to get into the the seven different elements uh, for the Christian who may be hearing this. This is a biblically based thing. Right. Uh, the Shema in Deuteronomy six four and five is uh, the central prayer in the Jewish faith, and uh, Jesus actually reiterates that it's the greatest commandment. Yeah. Uh, somebody's at, somebody asked him, hey, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, oh, uh, how do you read it? And the guy said, oh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And Jesus yeah. said, you're right. Yep. And he says, oh, and, and there's a second command. The second command is love your neighbor as yourself. And so what we see in the greatest commandment, the first and second, because Jesus gave us a second, which is on par with the first, is to love God with all of my heart, mind, soul, and strength. The seven elements that we're going to do in basic seven, Mm -hmm. touch on those. Yep. Love my neighbor as myself. There's elements in basic seven that touch on that. And then Jesus gave us the great commission. So we have the great commandments and the great commission. Great commission is found in Matthew 28. And he tells his disciples, he's standing on a, on a mountainside and he says, okay, I'm, I'm going to go into heaven now. And the mission is yours. Mm. So I want you to go into all of the earth and make disciples. 
and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And he says, I want you to teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. So right. a disciple is somebody who not just hears what Jesus says, but does it. Teach them to obey. Don't just teach them. A lot of churches are filled with Christians who learn. I want more and more and more. I want to learn and grow in my knowledge. Right. But we're not doing. A disciple is somebody who hears and does. Right. And part of the doing is to make other disciples, people who hear and do. So if I'm going to follow Jesus fully, I need to hear and do what he says by going to other people, teaching them to do what he says. Mm -hmm. And then they go and they teach people to hear and do what he says. So we have these great C's, the great commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. We're going to hit that in basic seven. Yep. Love your neighbor as yourself. We're going to hit it in basic seven. And then the Great Commission, go into all the world, teach people to uh, obey what I've taught you, and then baptize them. Yeah. We're going to hit that in Basic 7. So Basic 7 helps us live out the Great Commandments mm -hmm. and the Great Commission. And so uh, that's where we're headed. And again, even if you're not a Christian, you can engage in Basic 7 and emerge better than when you started. Yeah. So uh, we mentioned no modifications. We talked about if you say, hey, I can't do this. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you're the one who needs to do this. Yep, 100%. Um, it is time for you to start. And it's not, I'm going to start next month. It's no, let's start right now. Mm -hmm. Right now. So if you give yourself grace now to start later, then when your later comes, you're going to give yourself grace again yeah. to start later. And it's, just, it's the person that says, I need to work out. And then six years later, they're like, you know what? I need to work out. Been saying that, homie. Yeah. I need you to work out right now. Yeah. So now's the time <laughs> of action. So let's go ahead and talk about the different seven elements cool. of basic seven. And by the way, we call it basic seven because the things that we're talking about are basic. Right. Like we talked earlier about how it may be hard or difficult, but it's not that hard. Mm -mm. These are basic tenets of Christianity. Right. These are basic tenets to help us love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength and to go out and make disciples of all yep. nations. This stuff is basic. Basic. Like baseline. Right. Like starting point. Yeah. And again, it may be hard because we're not doing it. Right. But we're going to start doing it. Yep. So the first, so basic seven, seven, there are seven elements and we do this for seven weeks. So if you begin, I didn't even do the math. 49 days? 49 days. Seven yeah. times seven, right? Seven times seven. 49. There it is. <laughs> math wins. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know about that. It's just a common one. So. That is pretty common. Yeah. So seven weeks, 49 days, uh, basic even, things. That's not even two months. No, not even. It's almost two months. Yeah. Not quite. Yeah. So seven elements. The first one is this, that you work out for 45 minutes every day. You do a 45-minute workout every single day. And that doesn't have to be, you know, bench pressing 225 pounds. Right. Right. Which like, I can do. I'm sure you can. For six or seven reps. I'm sure you can. Probably eight. We believe you. Yeah. Uh, but this could be a walk, right? So you're not typically... You a 45 know, minute 45 minute walk around the neighborhood. 45-minute bike ride. You can do leg lifts for 45 minutes. You can play pickleball for 45 minutes, which I've been playing pickleball with the old people. I still don't know what that is. Well, it's kind of like tennis and ping pong. but With a pickle? I, no, it's like with a wiffle ball. So it has nothing to do with pickles. 
No, uh, I don't know why it's called pickleball. That's good. Wow. But I, man, I'm t- I said with the old people, they are kicking my tail. I was leaving one day from the rec center, and uh, this guy was like, oh, man, you got to whip up on the old people. I was like, no, nah, that's the other way around, man. Yeah. I have played, I don't know how many games I've played, a lot, but I've only won three. Well, I feel like anything named pickleball would yeah. be for old people. Yeah. Like, it just sounds like, oh, you're 100. <laughs> dude, you're 100 if you play Dude, they're that. kicking my tail. I'm telling no, you No, I believe you. It just sounds like like that but yeah it could be it could be that 45 minutes all kinds of stuff it could be a 45 minute yoga workout it could be 45 minutes hitting it hard at the gym 45 minutes of hit fit it could be 45 minutes of crossfit it could be 45 minutes of running 45 minutes of walking right 45 minutes of swimming in the pool some kind of activity to get you out of a chair yeah or even if you're in a chair you can do some like shoulder raises or something like that let's stay in the chair at the rec center they have chair yoga 45 minutes of chair yoga I know that was counts. a thing. It is. It's I've learned thing. so many things are a thing on this just 30 there you minutes go, man. that we've chatted. That's old people too, man. But I, <laughs> dude, I. Hey, but it gets you active, right? It gets, it gets you, you active. moving. That's, that's the thing. And that's the goal. And so I can't work out 45 minutes a day. That's not true. It's be active mm-hmm. for 45 minutes. Yep. And. Let's say you're you're working out, and so so uh, I did a program before, and somebody else tried it, and they failed, they they messed up, they started back over, and I said, "What happened?" And they said, "Ah, oh, I got injured, uh, I hurt my foot or something oh, yeah. like that," and and so what was required was a a workout, right. and they said, "I can't work out because I got injured." I was like, "You could have done yoga," yep, because there there have been times where I've done programs like this, and I, I hurt my shoulder or whatever it was. Right. Okay, I can't bench press now, but I can do yoga. Yeah. I can walk yeah. around the neighborhood. You can do crunches. I can do crunches. You can do a bike ride. Yeah, and, and so that's it too. Man, go on go on YouTube, look up 45-minute yoga program and do that. There's your 45-minute workout. Or go on YouTube, look up 15-minute uh ab workout and yeah, did I did that some three of those. times yeah i did that some of those with you yeah it was awful yeah but we did it exactly so <laughs> so we're not talking about go be mr olympia we're no. not talking about go be mr crossfit you right. can yeah totally sure. what we're saying is work out yeah be active for 45 minutes that's it yeah um and so i think that's it on that one i think so yeah, and then and the the next one is pick a diet and stick to it. Mm. And and so like picking a diet is whatever diet you choose. Right. There's no stipulations in it, but we want you to pick a diet. Our, our hope our goal. So at the end of this, we want to we want you to be able to look at your body and say there was a transformation. Right. So part of the workouts too, if you're just like, oh, I'm gonna do something simple, like you're gonna know if you went all in on it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we want you to go all in on this. We don't want you to just just cheap out on this and yeah. like, well, just do something easy. So when it comes to the diet too, the same thing is like, like like a good diet would not be like I'm not gonna eat Reese's cups for the next seven weeks. Right. Okay, uh, can we? Can can we turn up the notch on the difficulty a little bit? You, you said know? Reese's. I'd just like to clarify it's Reese's. But if you're eating you that serious? for three... I yeah. thought it's Reese's. I've always said Reese's. No, Reese's. Like, it's, like Reese is the name, <laughs> and then it's Reese's Cups. 
Oh, it like belongs to Reese's. Yeah. Like you've ever said, like people say, like Reese's pieces. Right. Wrong. It's, it's Reese's Reese's pieces. Oh. There. Now you learn. I always something. say Reese's pieces. <laughs> Incorrect. But unless you're eating those three meals a day, right? Yeah, and it should be something like. So, so picking a diet too is not, um, you know, like the Jared Subway diet, right? Like, like you want to pick something that you're going to see something. He lost a lot of weight on that, I think. That's what he says. I don't think that's true. Um, <laughs> you know, he was he was also paid a lot of money. But anyways, uh, you know, pick something that you're going to be able to do, and it doesn't have to be something you pay for either, right? Like it right. doesn't have to be an Atkins diet where you get on a program, or it doesn't have to be. But uh, it can be. It can be. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, people hear that and they're like, "Oh, the Atkins diet or some program I got to get on, or the Optavia or." Or whatever it might be, whatever works for you, great. If you want to do those things, that's awesome. But I don't it could want to also point out be, it's it's Octavia. It's it's Octavia. I thought it was Octavia. No, I just usually say it wrong. But since I'm on a podcast, I said it correctly. Oh, sorry. It's what did I say? Octavia. 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 <laughs> I thought it was Octavia. No, because via <laughs> has to be like a like a form of like the word life, and so it's like optimum life. Oh, I just made that up, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> but. Uh, it's, you know, like it can be, it could be a, you know, no carb diet or a low carb diet or no sugar or something like that. So it can be some kind of diet that you're looking to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to cut this yeah. or I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to change the way that I'm, you know, viewing food. Yeah. Uh, so you could do whole 30 diet. Whole 30. That's you another could do, one. You could do Atkins diet. Yeah. You could do. Uh, paleo diet. Oh, you yeah. could also say, I'm not going to have bread. Yeah. You know, for the next 49 days. Cut I'm not right going to have dairy for the yeah. next 49 days. No cheese. Um, so the diet that you pick is one where like, you want it to be sustainable, but right. at the same time, at the end of this, we want to see some results. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if it's like, oh, no sauerkraut for me. It's like, uh, unless you're like a sauerkraut addict. Again, with the Reese's, right? Right. Three times a day? Is that like, are you eating a sauerkraut Right. Regimen? Probably not. Yeah. I doubt it. If you yeah. are, and it's sauerkraut. I'm, I'm actually impressed. But no, Sauerkraut's cabbage, right? I don't know. I don't eat it. Right, me either. It's stinky. Yeah. So no, That's all good. But so as we think about a diet, what what's an actual real diet? And, and maybe it's counting macros. Maybe that's your diet. You say, mm. I'm going to count macros. Um, I'm going to go without carbs. I'm, so I can go in ketosis. Um, so again, that's keto. Yeah. Um, but, but pick a real diet or go without something that is a struggle for you or a challenge for you. Yeah. If not eating Swedish fish is not a tough thing for you, don't pick that. Right. Like pick a real diet. Something's going to stretch you. So pick a diet and stick to it. And there are no cheat meals. Yep. There's no, oh, it's Friday night. And so I owe it to myself or it's Saturday. And so I've worked hard. No, no cheat meals. Yeah. Not at all. Now in doing this, I would say like no sweets, right? So you cut out the sugar. Yep. Like no, we're not having cookies and ice cream. So even if you say no bread, but I'm still going to have cookies and ice cream. No, cut that out. Yeah. No, none. And, and we know what junk food is. It's like, don't justify it again. We want right. to get away from justifying and modifications and excuses. And don't justify it. Yeah. So, so in whatever diet you pick, let's just agree. Come on, no cookies, no ice cream, no junk food. Yeah. Right. Um. Probably no fried food is probably going to be a great thing. That's probably like, a good one. Yeah. Now, if you're air frying it, that's a little different. Yeah. But let's pick a diet. 
uh, and no matter what diet it is, come on, we're not gonna don't we're not having cookies or donuts or we know yeah. what junk food is, right? Hundred yep, percent. Okay, come on. Yeah. So uh, so pick a diet and stick to it. Yep. The next one is no alcohol, mm, which kind of goes along with that one. So which yeah. is why we're enjoying it now. Yeah. Because when we start this, and when you're watching this, we'll already be in doing this. But uh, yeah, none of that. No, no alcohol. Yep. I think we need to spend a lot of time on this. A question might be, what can I cook with alcohol? You burn off the alcohol. Okay, do it. Fine. But, but, but what I don't want is you're like pouring a fifth yeah. into whatever it is yeah. you're If you're cooking. eating Cheerios in vodka, <laughs> yeah, right, that's probably so not uh, a way to go. Well, I poured a, I poured a handle of um, whiskey in. Uh, no. Hey, no, don't no, do no. that ever, regardless of the program or yeah, not. Yeah, true. Don't right. do that. So no alcohol, and that's for seven weeks, 49 days. Mm-hmm. That's it. Well, I can't do that. Well, then you're addicted. Yep, and that's also a problem. Yeah. Uh, and all the more reason you should do this. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And get help. Yeah. If you need it. True. So uh, no alcohol for seven weeks. Um I'll tell you, that's going to be tough for me. Like, it's, uh, I enjoy drink. Yeah, me too. But it's not that tough for me because you're a bad influence. I only drink when I'm with you. With me. Great. I have a a fridge that's lined with alcohol. (laughs) I I just hardly ever touch it. Yeah. Unless you give me some cinnamon whiskey, then I'll drink that by myself. So don't blame me on your cinnamon whiskey. I just don't, I don't buy it. But if someone gives it to me. Then you know I feel obligated to go. drink it because they spent money on that. It's it's expensive. So we got a forty-five minute workout every single day. You don't do it, you start over. You do Bingo. thirty minutes, you start over. Yep. We're gonna pick a diet and stick to it. You do a cheat meal, you start over. You're back at day one. Day one. No alcohol, man. You drink something, you start back over at day one. Yep. The fourth thing is you got to meet somebody every day. Every day you got from twelve oh one to twelve midnight. Yep. Yeah. Meet somebody. Yeah. You got a 24-hour period to meet somebody. That might mean you're talking to somebody at the gas station. Yep. At 11 o'clock at night. And then you get to know their name. Yeah. You're like, hey, what's up, Joe? Awesome. How many taquitos you sold today, man? Dude, and I'll tell you, man, like one of the, um, like there was a time, so I did a program similar to this and I had to meet somebody every day. It was for 30 days. And that was tough for me. And there was a time where... My day was coming to an end. It was like nine o'clock at night or something like that. And I was like, I still hadn't <laughs> met somebody. I'm not starting over. Yeah. So I went, I drove to Walmart right down the street. But you like, always need something from Walmart. I know, true. I didn't buy anything though. I went there to meet somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like a just, dating thing. Just thinking like, about that of like, I'm going to Walmart so I can meet somebody. Yeah. Uh, suspect. Yeah, I know, right? So, uh, but I'm married. I, it, it, it's not a dating thing. But I went there to meet somebody so I could check this off my list. And uh, I told Irene, I said, uh, "Hey, honey, I, I'm going to the store. I got to meet somebody because if, <laughs> if not, I'm failing on this." Yeah. And uh, so I went there. I was going up and down the aisles. And uh, this was a time where like um, they weren't stocked very well. They're, they're still kind of not stocked very well. But I was going up, and there was a guy who was stocking the shelves. And I just started up a conversation with him. I said, hey, man, uh, y'all don't have a lot of stuff in right now. He's like, yeah, no, supply chain, whatever. I don't know what he's talking about. And I was like, okay, cool. Hey, what's your name? I got his name. Okay, cool. Well, hey, next time I'm here, I'll make sure to say hey to you. And uh, and, and I did. But um, that was my person that I met because I had to meet somebody. Yep. Today, I was playing pickleball. And, uh, you met all the old folks. Dude. 
I met I met Dorian and Des today. You want to meet some people? Join a pickleball league. Mm. I'm not even a league. Or a I just rec show up center. At the rec in center. Yeah, yeah. You want to meet somebody? Like, go to places you've never been before and just hey, I haven't met you before. What's your name? Safe places you've never been. Before. Safe places, right now. Uh, so so I did this the other day. Um, I was at the gym, or I, I did this today. I was at the gym, and uh, there's a guy that I see. So I met three people today. I was at the gym. There's a guy I see all the time, and I went up to him. I said, hey, I see you all the time. What's your name? Nathan. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Hey, I'll, I'll make sure to say hey to you next time. Yeah. Uh, that's how you meet people. By the way, meeting three people on one day doesn't count for the next two days. It doesn't. Right. So if you meet three people, awesome. Great. You're ahead of the curve. That's above and beyond. Still got one person to meet tomorrow. Tomorrow. Exactly. Yep. So with meeting somebody every single day, you got 24 hours to meet somebody. And the reason why we put this in the program is because Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Yep. And so often I hear people say, oh, I've invited so-and-so to church. All, all the people that I work with or the people that I know in my sphere of influence, I've invited to church. I don't know anybody else. Yeah. This forces you to get to know some people. Yeah. I'll tell you, I invited Jeff to come to church today. I met Jeff at the rec center because I saw him several times. Did the same thing I did with Nathan. Hey, I see her all the time. What's your name? Yeah. Jeff. Awesome. Cool. And also I'm doing bench press. Hey, I noticed you do bench press on this. Why is that? Blah, blah. So we started talking about uh, workout programs right. and stuff like that. I got his number. Mm-hmm. I sent him a program. Uh, but now every time we see each other, we talk. And today I said, hey, I don't know if you got Christmas Eve plans, but I want to invite you to come to our church. Yep. It happened because I met him. Yep. And so I cannot go and make disciples of all the nations unless I'm meeting yeah. people. This forces us to meet somebody yeah. every single day. And most of us are already doing this, right? If you go get coffee every day, yeah. which most of us are getting coffee or some form of something, you, you have an opportunity right there at wherever you're at. If you go out to eat, you go get coffee, you go get gas. There's three things right there where you can just choose to say, hey, what's your name? I've never met you before. That's it. And then that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Hey, I see you at Black Rifle all the time, which I'm surprised you don't have Black Rifle memorabilia. Not today, but I was there today twice. Okay, nice. (laughs) Two times. (laughs) So, hey, I'm here. I see you. What's your name? Yeah. And what that does is it builds bridges. You never know where that conversation is going to go. And it gets easier. After you do it, what I've noticed for me is it's it's so easy. We went out to, where did we go? We went to Chili's the other night because Luna asked to go to Chili's. And I was like, word, I'm down with that. They got all the meats. And uh, we met Kevin who was serving us. And we had a chance to talk with him, get to know him for like 30 seconds, gave him an invite card. But we're not even asking you to do that. Yeah. We just met him and the opportunity presented itself. And yeah. so we had a conversation with him. And so now we know, hey, next time we go, we're going to ask for Kevin. But what this does is it does help making being a bringer yeah. easier. Yep. Because um, I'm now getting outside my comfort zone. This yeah. is pushing me outside of comfort. Yeah. And I know we have some other things to talk about too. But the l- one thing that I want to mention with this too is if especially if you're a parent and you're doing this yeah. and your kids are around, uh, it's going to teach your kids some valuable skills. So we don't have time to go into society and all the things going on with it right now. But one thing that, that I think is crucial is that people who start off as children, right, know how to be in society and know how to talk to people that they don't know. Yeah. And I think if you're doing this and you're showing your kids, hey, this is what we're all about, we want to be able to meet people and talk with people and have skills in society. 
All you have to do is, hey, what's your name? I've never met you before. That's it. And the more you do it, the easier it is. And if your kid grows up seeing that, that's all they know. Yeah. So they're going to do that. And it's going to be a skill that you can teach them as they grow. And we don't want you to do this, but even if you have to, you got to say, even if you go up to somebody and say, hey, I'm doing this program. Yeah. I have to meet somebody every day. <laughs> it's weird for yeah. me. It's hard for me. What's your name? Okay, you've done it, right? You know, but we want to help it. We, we want to help meeting people get easier. Yeah, for people. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh, meet someone every single day. You don't meet somebody, you start back over. Yep. Well, I can. I don't. You know, I'm at work and whatever. You can meet somebody again. Yep. Go to Walmart. Go to wherever with the sole goal. I gotta meet. Somebody I gotta meet somebody. Today. That's it. Bingo. Uh, now the more effective ways of meeting somebody is, you know, in the places you, that you uh, are part of. And so this also might mean that I'm going to create new habits. Mm. So I, start, I mentioned pickleball several times. I started playing pickleball a month ago because I saw him all the time and I was like, I think I could do that. I think I'd be good at that. I'm not, uh, I'm getting better, but it was scary for me. Like, I go to the gym. I'll lift weights. I'll do. That's my place. That's right. my territory. I feel good there. For some people, that's scary. Yeah. Man, I walked in this gym full of senior citizens. I was intimidated. Mm. <laughs> like I was like, they've been playing pickleball since 1923. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I don't even know if it was around then, but yeah, I was intimidated. And then I'm there, but they they like took me in. Yeah. Like one of their, until they found out I sucked. And then they were like, um, and then they were like, uh, yeah, yeah, you'd be on that team over there. <laughs> oh, here comes Jax. Yeah. Put him on another team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, man, I've gotten to know uh, so many people there. Yeah. And so, that's great. This motivates us too to do something we've never done before. You, so, if you're like, I only got this many people I work with, or this, I know everybody in my life. Go do something you've never done before. Yep. And that's going to help you grow. So we're going to do a 45-minute workout every single day. We're going to pick a diet and stick to it. No alcohol. Meet somebody every day. Then we're going to do a random act of kindness every day. Man, Mm. what this does is it forces us to not think about ourselves first, but to think about others. Yeah. And so a random act of kindness is about love your neighbor as yourself. How do I love my neighbor as myself? Yep. And so a random act of kindness could be you're at Starbucks. Irene did this the other day. She was at Starbucks. She was so terrified. She told me, she was like, I don't know why this is hard for me. But she said to the person when she, when she bought, their, bought her coffee, she said, hey, I want to pay for the people's coffee behind me. How much is it? Yeah. So you got to find that out first. They were like, oh, it's nine bucks. She was like, okay, I'll do that. If it's like $45, like, ah, I'll figure out another random. Hey, it depends on your budget. <laughs> yeah, I'll figure out another random. If you roll them fast X, that might yeah, be all right. true. So she said, okay, I'm going to pay for them. And can you give them this? And she gave them an invite card to Christmas Oh, Eve. cool. That's awesome. Um, she gave them two. She said, yeah. one's for you, one's for them. And they were like, what's this? And she explained it to them. Anyway, that's a random act of kindness. Yeah, that's cool. So random act of kindness is I'm going to pay for this person's coffee, but it's not always also uh it's not always financial right uh a random act of kindness could be as i do my 45 minute walk around the neighborhood i'm gonna take a trash bag with me and i'm gonna pick up trash yeah random act of kindness as i uh go to walmart i see there's carts all around put the carts away i'm gonna put the carts away yeah random act of kindness yep 
Um, so random act of kindness doesn't have to be expensive or uh, it, it could be a text that mm. you send to somebody. I was thinking about you. I just want to tell you how much you mean to me. Yeah, that's good. And the impact you've made in my life. Yep. It could be writing a postcard to somebody about the impact that they've made in your life. Yeah. Um, other thoughts or ideas on random? Oh, uh, just all kinds of stuff, man. I mean, even you know, people that you take for granted that are people that are closest to you. And so, if you are an employer and you've got employees, you know, take a second during this time with the basic seven. You can kind of look at uh, how am I treating my employees, and every single day, think of a way to. You know, be kind to one of your employees. It, yeah. it, it could be giving them feedback that maybe you've been meaning to give them for a long time. And now you're doing this program and you say, hey, I, I just want to let you know, like, I really value you as as an employee. And I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you're a part of the team. You know, those kind of things that uh, so often we just take for granted because of proximity. Yeah. Right? We don't think about the people that are closest to us. If you're married, you should be kind to your spouse anyway. But maybe you do something that you've been meaning to do for a while. Maybe yeah. it's something as simple as getting them a card. For no other reason than I wanted to be kind to you today. It's not card, a, it's not Valentine's Day. Flowers, it's not a birthday. Yep. It's not Christmas. Just because. You just say, hey, I went and bought this card today and I gave it to you and, and I was thinking of you. Yeah. you know? So I think uh, a lot of times we just, uh, we, we take proximity and uh, forget the people that are closest to us and forget to be kind to them as well. And we just take it for granted. And so it's looking at your own situation, you know, wherever you're at. And even if you're not an employer, maybe you're an employee. Yeah. Can you be kind to your boss? To your boss. To the people that are around you, your supervisor, your coworkers, whatever it might be. Yeah. What's an action that you can take to say, hey, I'm going to step out and, and do this and just show an act of kindness. And it gets the conversation rolling sometimes. You know, I've worked in an office before and you do something weird like this and they're like, why? Usually that's the first question is like, is it is it a birthday? Is yeah. it something like did I do something special? No, I just no, wanted just to be nice. Because, yeah. And it sits with that person. You know, I've received things like that before where I'm like, "Oh my gosh. I I was just here to do my job today and all yeah. of a sudden my boss remembered that I'm a human being." Yeah. That that fills me up for the day and oftentimes depending on what it is for for a while because oh wow, I was shown value. And I think that that's something that that you can do with this uh this thing yeah, as well definitely so. and i think too as we talk about these things maybe a thing that's going through people's mind is time how am i going to find the time to do all these things yeah. so uh the truth is we all have the same amount of time 24 hours in a day it's just, oh word the, the question is what do we do with that yeah. how do we manage that and so we manage our time based on what's important to us and based on our priorities mm. um and so that's also where um uh, oh man, we totally skipped one of them, but we're going to get to it. Uh, that's where waking up before the sun and spending time with God every day comes in. Yep. Right. So oftentimes, uh, so, so, so we fit this random act of kindness and I think that's really good. And by the way, so hitting on the time thing, where am I going to find the time to do a random act of kindness and a 45 minute workout? And again, we can consolidate some of this right, stuff. Some of them are combined. So I'm doing a, a walk around the neighborhood for 45 minutes. I'm picking up trash. Yep. I knocked out two things right then and there. Maybe I see somebody else walking. You meet them. And, and I meet them. Hey, I see Boom. you walking I around here. Something What's your name? Out. Exactly. Yep. So it's not that you have to have more time to do this. It's just that you need to manage and prioritize your time differently. Right. And that's what this is going to teach people. Be intentional. Um. But one of the things that I've found uh, over the past several years that's helped me a ton is winning the day yeah. by waking up early. In uh, Mark one thirty-five, mm-hmm. right? It says, very early in the morning, uh, while it was still dark, 
Jesus left the house. He got up. He left the house. He went out to a solitary place where he prayed. Right. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus woke up and he left the house. Jesus woke up, woke up before the sun yeah. to spend time with God. Yep. Before the distractions, before the day started, before all these demands of his time came in, right. he got up early. And I think we see a great example in that where we can win the day yeah. by waking up before the sun. Because so, oftentimes I'll talk with people, how's your spiritual life? How's your time with God? Mm-hmm. How's your how's the time where you're sitting and not praying in the car or in the shower right, or right, on right. the go or while you're doing like, something else? But like, when do you just sit in silence and stillness yeah. and be with God? How's, I don't have time. What if you woke up before the sun? What yep. if we just followed Jesus' example very early in the morning while it was still dark? What if you woke up before the sun, before everybody else woke up? Right. Before the demands on your time, before the busyness crept in, and you just spent that time to practice Psalm forty six ten, be still and know that I'm God. Yeah. What if you just took that time to sit in his presence and commune with God? When we spend time with God in prayer, in his presence, yeah, and reading his word, it transforms our life. Mm. The reason why we're so freaked out and frazzled and worried is because we think about our kingdom before his kingdom is because we're we're caught in the fog of what's happening here and we don't elevate above that and see, oh, there's something bigger going on. Yeah. So during this program, every single day, every day, you're going to wake up before the sun. How do I know when the sun comes up? Google. I'm just going to, I can Google it, find out when the sun comes up. Ask Siri. I, I can ask, Lord, hope she don't pull up when you said her name. I didn't say the hey um, in front of it. Yeah, you're right. But you can ask Siri. You can look at your weather app. It'll let you know when the sun comes up. Yep. As long as you wake up before the sun and yeah. you spend time with God, you waking up at 5 in the morning, Minus five ten in the morning. I did hit snooze today, but it's not a good practice. But you don't have to wake up at five in the morning to do this. You nope. just got to say, okay, the sun comes up at this time. I'm gonna get up before that. I'm gonna get up before that, and I'm gonna spend time with God. Yep. Now, if you wake up at five in the morning, good on you. Now you got some more time, and you're gonna find you more productive. Yeah. How do I wake up early? Set an alarm. Wake up early. That's it. Sorry That's it. <laughs> You just do it. Send them on and do it. How do I, how do I, yeah, you just do it. So, so part of 75 hard, wake up before the sun and spend time with God every day. We're not, we're not designating what that time looks like. We're not saying you got to read five chapters of the Bible a day. We're not saying you got to pray for 30 minutes, but right. you're going to spend time with God. I want to encourage you to make sure that that time is meaningful yeah. and that it changes you. It transforms you that at the, that, that you would say, I met with God today and so that most that that probably what it looks like for me is I'll wake up, um, I'll open up the Bible app, and so in the Bible app, the U version Bible app, there's a daily verse, yeah. and so I'll go through all that process, and uh, I'll check that out, and then I'll take time to pray, yeah, uh, 
And as I'm praying, I'm sitting in silence. I'm being still before God. And then uh, I'll read from the scriptures um, a couple chapters. And then uh, I'll read another book. Yeah. And so that's what my morning time looks like. Cool. So wake up before the sun, spend time with God every day, Yeah. 45 minute workout every single day. And if you don't wake up before the sun, start back over. Day one. Yep. Wake up before the sun, spend time with God every day, 45 minute workout every day, pick a diet and stick to it, no alcohol, meet someone every day, do a random act of kindness every day, and then observe a 24 hour Sabbath weekly. I'm looking forward to this, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Tell me about it. So... With this idea, it's uh, we have stuff grappling for our attention all the time. And the idea of a Sabbath is that we would take a day of rest, right? Yeah. So uh, when we look in Scripture and we look at the creation account, we see that God created everything that exists in six days. And on the seventh day, He rested. And so in the Old Testament, we're commanded to take a Sabbath, which is a 24-hour period of rest. Do something that you enjoy. Do something that gives you life. Get away from the work. For us now, a lot of us are still plugged in on whatever day off we have, right? Yeah. So we're focused in on Netflix. We're focused in on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, is Google Path still a thing? Probably not. Google Path? Of, yeah, that's like an old one. I've never heard of that. It's probably not a thing anymore. <laughs> but if you're on Google Path, then you know what I'm talking about. Twitter, but everything is vying for our attention. Is that like a social media thing? It was. It was Google's oh, okay. attempt. It was terrible. Oh, it was like Google. Yeah, was I remember. It was real bad. Yeah. It was real bad. Okay. They nixed it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But if you're still on it somehow, <laughs> get off. Uh, but it's this idea of just getting unplugged. MySpace. And staying away. Oh, MySpace. MySpace <laughs> is back. But anyways. But I think it's just music. Right? It is. It's kind of okay. whack. It's yeah. Justin Timberlake's thing. I'll never go on it. He's funny. He owns it? I'm pretty sure. Huh. I don't know. He Elon Musk did, I guess. <laughs> he Elon Musk did. <laughs> so that's a, a verb now. Yeah, I like, like Elon it. Elon Musk it. Uh, but this idea of getting away. Uh, and not just a w- not a way in the figure in the literal sense, right? Of like I got to go off to an is- uh, isolated place like a rock, yeah, and just hang out there all day. But it's getting away from the hustle and bustle of everything and doing stuff that brings you life, right? So you're not working, right? So you take a day off, yeah. Uh, you're not engaged elsewhere where I'm I'm zoned in on my screen, and yeah. So I know what's going on everywhere else, but here in front of me. But it's getting unplugged doing things that bring you life. So maybe it's maybe it's now you have a day to where you can do that thing you've been trying to do for a while, right? You have a new habit or a new hobby that you want to get into and you can focus time there. Uh, maybe it's you get to actually spend time with your family. You know, six days a week, you're hustling and bustling, you're working, you're going here, you're doing this, you're taking the kids to whatever. But now you have this day where you say, hey, we're just going to spend time as a family. Uh, we're going to do things. We're going to turn off the TV. We're going to turn off our phones and yeah. not plug in and all that stuff, but just shutting everything down to focus on, I'm going to enjoy the life that God has given me. Now, I say all that, and the first thing people are going to say is, but i got to have my phone. My phone's the way I communicate with people. How are people going to get in touch with me if I don't have my phone? And I turn it. Listen, if somebody texts you or it's in your family or whatever, and they say, hey, what's going on? Like, you can still text people. That's fine occasionally but not where you're engaging no or like a constant back and forth again we're not saying you have to live in a cave during this period but if someone you know like let's say my grandma texts me and says hey i was thinking of you today oh hey grandma nice to hear from you cool but you're not sitting there for a four-hour conversation via text message right or if someone needs to call you they can still get a hold of you 
for emergencies and things like right. that. But you shouldn't be picking up the phone to talk about work. You shouldn't be yeah. picking up the phone to schedule this, that, and the other. This is a day where you say, hey, I'm here for emergencies. If it's an actual viable, if somebody's in the hospital, if somebody's on the way to the hospital, you can contact me, right? There's a way to get in touch with me. Yeah. But I'm not living on my phone. I'm not yeah. living on my iPad. I'm not living on my computer. I'm getting away. I'm unplugging, right? A lot of us use our phones for navigation. You want to use your phone for navigation? We're not saying, this, is, go this isn't a legalistic, sure. like put your phone buried in the ground for 24 hours and then come back to it in a day. You could do that. Yeah, although. You could do that. Although what if we chose to do that? How would our day look differently because we are, because I have my phone on me all the time. Right. I'm connected to it. It's connected to me all the time. What if there was a day where we just said, okay, I'm going to set this aside. I'll tell you what. When I did Crucible and yeah. I didn't have a phone yeah. or a watch yeah. for an entire weekend, it was awesome. I didn't know what time of day it was. I didn't know who was trying to reach out to the me. Because yeah. I was in the moment. And I got to say, it's one of the best weekends yeah. I've ever had. Yeah. I was completely disengaged with all of those things. Yeah. And it was awesome. And when we talk about something being difficult and hard and challenging, this is part of it. Yeah. Because it's like, how do I? Why? Because as a society, as a people, we've become so connected. We've become so dependent right. on our devices. Yeah. And so what we're doing on this 24-hour Sabbath, a 24-hour Sabbath. So a Sabbath is a time of prayer and playfulness. Yeah. We want to pray and play. So I'm going to spend some time connecting with god before the sun wakes up yeah before the sun wakes up and also by the way on this 24-hour sabbath you're still doing your 45 minute workout all that stuff you're still picking a diet and sticking to it you're still not going without alcohol you're still meeting somebody every day you're still doing a random act of kindness every day right but, but now you're disconnecting from the rest of the world and you're saying what fills me up and what fuels me and so this isn't binge watching netflix right this isn't uh, like, like, how can we disconnect so much? So, as we think about the Jewish Sabbath, there's, and and and, and even now it's practice, but but back then, so there's no electricity. What if we just again we're gonna do the hard thing? Can I go 24 hours without electricity? Yeah. And then you get the family around, and hey guys, instead of turning the lights on tonight, we're gonna light candles, <laughs> right? Like. Uh, we're, we're going to, so, so, so what kind of experiences could you have that you're not having now? Right. Uh, no, we're not going to play on iPads or iPhones or anything like that. We're going to play board games. Board games, tag, we're hide gonna, and seek. Instead of eating, watching the TV, we're going to eat at the table. And look at each other. With candlelight. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Like, what if, like, so So that's what it, it's returning back to community, returning back to connection. It's, it's, I'm going to withdraw from modern technology to like, what if I got back in touch with nature? Um, and so this is like a rest for your soul to yeah. appreciate all that you've accomplished and all that God has done. And so that's what this is about. How do yeah. we engage in something like that? How do we create memories? Hey, do you remember that time 
where like we weren't looking at this small screen about something that was going on somewhere else but like those seven those seven weeks where we like connected with one another yeah man those were some of the best weeks of our lives that's what we want yeah that's what we because when we observe a 24-hour sabbath we move from being human doings to human beings and we're like here now in the moment what time is that i don't know and that's okay yeah like we're here in this moment what what if instead of driving to the store hey guys we're gonna walk to the store today so 24 hour sabbath i'm looking forward to it yeah and so yeah and and this is gonna be i think probably one of the most difficult things for me though uh because it's like when when am I going to stop everything? Right. And, and it's also, we want to make it conducive to our family. So for our whole family, we're going to observe this Sabbath. Yeah. Um, yeah, it can be difficult for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a new habit. It's a new thing that you got to build and you got to, you got to put some things in place to say, Hey, we've been operating for such and such for so long. Yeah. Now we're going to stop these things. So we're not going to have, Kids are watching cartoons for three hours in the morning while right. we're just chilling and getting stuff ready. But it's we're going to be intentional about the day, and it it's going to take some work. It's going to so, take some effort. So, like, what about laundry and what about dishes or what about like like I would say no, like don't don't do that stuff on your. And it's like, well, how our house is going to be a mess or whatever. Let it be a mess. Yeah. Like use this time to enjoy because the whole purpose. So like God. Says the people of Israel, well, first, God creates the world in six days. Yeah. And then he rests on the seventh. If God needs to take a break, so do we. Yeah. <laughs> if Chick-fil-A takes a day off, we can too. Uh, yeah. Right? Like <laughs> God and Chick-fil-A. Um, but like God says to the people of Israel, hey, there's this manna that's going to fall from the sky. Right. And like go collect it on six days, but on the seventh day on Sabbath, don't go collect it. Yeah. And there's some people who still go collect it. And it's not there. No. And um, what he's trying to teach them is like, I'm going to provide for you. Mm -hmm. So when we observe Sabbath, when we say, God, I'm going to trust you with this day. That's exactly what we're saying. Yeah. God, I'm going to trust you with this day. And he's also given us six days to get all the other things in yeah. order, right? So you've got six days to get your laundry done. Oh, this becomes time management To get now. your grocery shopping done, right? We're yeah. talking about getting up before the sun. For some people, that could be an extra three hours. Yeah. Right? So you're if they used get to up waking up the at sun, whatever, yeah. but now you're waking up way earlier and you've got all this time that yeah. you didn't have before because you're used to waking up at eight nine whatever it is so if you decide to get up at five o'clock or five thirty or even six because i think i think that's still before the sun right now yeah. i don't know i get up it at is. five it's dark yeah i think so it's seven something it's now. dark when i go to yeah. the gym it's dark when i come home from the gym so but you've got all this extra time get some of that stuff done yeah and prepare so that way oh my sabbath day is coming which by the way if it's saturday great could be a different day. It it's could be not, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're Friday, not saying Saturday, take Saturday Sunday. off. Yep, right? Any we're saying pick twenty four hours. That is your Sabbath day. You're not doing any of these things. Plan around it and enjoy this time and this life yeah. that God has blessed you with. Now, 
Don't use the Sabbath as a reason not to serve. Oh, Sunday's my Sabbath. I can't <laughs> serve. No, figure something right. else out. God has also called you to serve. He's yeah. called you to observe Sabbath right. and to serve and to give yeah, and yeah, yeah. To all that stuff. But yeah, it's time management now. Now it's like, oh, I have... And, and Zig Ziglar talks about this, that we can get more accomplished in less time than we think we can. Right. And so if you know you're going on vacation on Thursday... Typically, what you do throughout the week, Monday through Friday, you accomplish Monday through Wednesday. Why? Because you know you're going on vacation. Yeah, you get that work. So in. we, so we, we often wait. We, whatever amount of time we have, that's what time we use. Now, the time you have during this program, and really in all of life, mm-hmm. you got six days. Yeah. So what can you accomplish in six days? And you're going to be way better uh, giving. You're all in six days and giving God one day, then giving your all in seven days. Yeah. Because it's on our Sabbath that we refresh and refuel and replenish ourselves. And it's not so that we can go back to work. Right. The Sabbath is not, I'm going to get re energized and refueled for work. We are not human doings, we are human beings. Right. All of the stuff we do in those six days leads up to that seventh day, whatever it is, the Sabbath, where we stop and we rest Mm -hmm. and we play. That's what life is about. Yeah. And so that's what we're living for. Yep. Not the other six days Mm. of accomplishment and doing things. And and so this is going to be tough for a lot of people because it's so, I have to accomplish and do and I have to work and no, just... Stop, and what we'll find in observing Sabbath is that the world keeps spinning. <laughs> like things keep going; it's right. not dependent on us. Yeah, and it's still gonna be okay. Yeah, and you're gonna feel, I think, rejuvenated. Yeah, uh, you're gonna feel this sense of freedom. I think, uh, versus going out at seven days a week. I know for me, this has been something that I'm not quite at this level of turning the phone off, you know, but I know for our family, Saturdays have become days where we don't have any plans. Yeah. Like we'll wake up, do something. And then someone will be like, Hey, let's go to citrus. Okay, cool. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. And Saturdays have really become a day where it's just, Hey, we're going to enjoy spending time with each other. We're going to enjoy this life that we have. Maybe we go do something new. Maybe we stay in home all day. Maybe we go on a walk, but there's no plans. And there's just this freedom of, man, Saturdays are so great because I can now, I've worked all week long. Yeah. I have this day where I can say, we're just going to enjoy the benefits of working all week long. Yeah. And we're here together living life. And it's great. I love it. Because the top three things I hear from people are, one of the top three things are, I don't have time. Right. I don't have time. Yeah. And the truth is, most likely you do have time. It's just about how you manage it. Mm -hmm. You're not managing your time well. So this teaches us, it requires us, it forces us to manage our time well. Because we only got six days. Yeah. Um, And then it forces us to say, oh... it's not about just what I do, but it's Mm -hmm. about who I am. Yeah. And so it helps us change that. So 
basic seven, we're going to wake up every single day before the sun and we're going to spend time with God. Yeah. A 45-minute workout every single day. Mom. Any less than that, you're starting over. You miss it, you're starting over. Pick a diet, stick to it. You do a cheat meal back at day one. No alcohol. Man, if you take a shot, sorry, it's only like an ounce, ounce and a half. You're starting over. Meet someone every day. You don't meet somebody, you're starting over. Do a random act of kindness every single day. We've talked about what those are. Observe a 24-hour Sabbath weekly. And here's what's going to happen when we engage in basic seven. Again, these are basic Basic. things. Right. When we engage in basic seven, we're going to emerge better on the other side. And we're going to discover the more we were made for. We're going to discover we're more disciplined than we thought we were. Right. We, We have what it takes we're going to become more confident, more secure in who we are. We're going to stop making BS excuses. Yes. We're going to be able to see through others' BS excuses. Right. Uh, and we're going to be better yeah. at the end. Um, and so that's basic seven. And here's the deal. Um, if you do this, you're going to be better. Yep. 100%. If you don't do this, nothing's going to happen. Things are going to be the same. Yeah. Like the person who says, well, what if I don't do this? Well, well nothing's going to happen. How are things going right now? Yeah. That's what they'll be. Exactly. So, so nothing's going to happen. Right. The same thing's going to keep happening. Yep. So we want to see a change. And God has called us to become more like him. And this is going to help us become more like him by loving him with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. That's going to help us love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And it's going to help us... Um, make disciples of all nations, if for nothing else, they're helping us build relationships, meet people we've never met before, get outside of our comfort zone, yeah. and make it easier for us to invite people to meet the Savior that we've met. So Basic 7 uh, is a journey that we're going to go on as a church. And here's the yeah. deal. You can do Basic 7 anytime you want. Right. We're, we're uh, going to be doing it as a church. But if you, if you fail and start back over, yeah. you fail and start back over and keep it up, uh, you can start this when we're not doing it collectively right. as a church. You can do this anytime in your anytime. life to see a change in your life. And here's the deal too. Uh, there's no accountability in this except for you giving yourself accountability. Right. So for the person who's like, we're not going to call you, we're not going to encourage you and be like, keep going, whatever. There's no reward at the end of this. You're not going to get a trophy or a book or a ribbon or anything like that. Yeah, the same no. T-ball. No, the reward is that you discover the more you are made for. You right. become better. And the accountability is self-accountability. Yeah. You hold yourself accountable because that's how it is in life. Like, yeah. And that's that's one of the reasons why we fail, why we have hard times at times, because we're looking for somebody else to yeah. do it for us or to push us or whatever. No, you got to develop that mental toughness and discipline on your own. Yeah. And so that's how you're going to succeed in this. So. Uh, we're gonna have a tool for you that you can you can uh, you can use to be able to track your progress, see how you're doing, uh, just week in and week out, day in and day out. You'll be able to look at that to keep track of it. Cool. And I want to encourage you also, uh, man, post your daily progress of Basic Seven. Uh, post it in your Instagram stories. Tag Journey. Use the hashtags. Hashtag This Is Journey. Uh, hashtag Basic seven so hashtag this is journey hashtag basic seven we want to see your progress right we want to see um the physical progress as you're engaging 
in these uh, these workouts as you're engaging in this diet. Hey, take a I want to encourage you take a picture of yourself before basic seven and then after basic seven. How much weight did you lose? How much muscle did you gain? How does your physique look different? Right. Uh, and then also, what's different about you mentally, physically, spiritually? Man, let us know. Yeah. Uh, send us a message. Hello at thisisjourney.church. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. love to hear stories about this. Yeah. This be Send great. us your stories. Tell us how you're growing in this. And then again, uh, hashtag uh, the heck out of this <laughs> on social media. Unless it's your Sabbath day, then don't hashtag anything. Yeah. Uh, wait till the next day. Yeah. But hashtag this is journey. Hashtag basic seven. And then tell us your stories of how you're growing. Hello at this is journey.church. Yeah. So. It's time to stop thinking about it. It's time to start doing it. Let's go. Just Basic Nike. seven. It's Nike, right? Just do it. Just do it. Sweet. Sweet. Can't wait to hear stories. Awesome. Well, I think I think that's a wrap. I think so. Cool. We'll see you on the other side. Better than when you started. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. All right. Or hard. Or that.